Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Welcome to a fun-packed, action-packed um, episode of SFP Now. Uh, joining me as always is my regular co-host, uh, Raisa, um, who's um, been enjoying the new series of Doctor Who and uh, the DC shows. And we're going to sort of give you our thoughts on the first three episodes of Doctor Who and, of course, uh, discuss the DC shows in as far as how far we've gotten with them. Um, so... Uh, first of all, Raisa, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go through the synopsis for these dots who things. Right, and we'll do the first one. The woman who fell to earth. Um, basically, on one night in Sheffield, knives are changed forever as a mysterious woman, unable to remember her name, falls from the night sky. Now, first impressions. What do you think? I thought it was an excellent way to to introduce the new doctor. Um, I loved the character dynamics. The plot was a little derivative, um, but the the acting and character dynamics made up for it. And I liked the fact that she was just intrinsically a female doctor and they didn't belabor the point. Mm-hmm. They just immediately got on with the storytelling. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm the same. I really enjoyed it. Um, in fact, I watched it a second time just the other night. Um, and... Um, it it does um it kind of reminded me a little of Christmas Invasion. Yes, you know yes, the, the the post um, regeneration psychosis thing. She did that really well, and she's already I like the way she's already got a, got got a, got an expression like uh you know David Tennant was Anon Z, uh, Matt Smith Geronimo, um, Peter Capaldi was too cute for school to have one. <laughs> Yes. And, and she's got right. Let's get a shift on, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is pure Yorkshire, by the way. But it works. Ah. It works. Um, but I, um, I enjoyed that. Um, I also enjoyed, uh, you know, seeing Ryan's struggle with 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 dyspraxia. You know, I laughed so hard when he fell off that bike and kept falling. And it was just so hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'm only joking. Uh, but it actually, I actually empathised with it because. Um, I I have mild dyspraxia um, as well as dyslexia. It's part of my autism diagnosis, so I actually really, really felt for him related to that. But um, I beat him. I learned to ride a bike when I was twelve. <laughs> so, but I had, you know, in 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 doing that, there was a lot of falling off. Yeah, like, yeah. like he he had to had to go through. So I could fully relate to that. And I hope they do carry it on. And I noticed they did carry it on in the second episode, um, but not so much in the last one. But, you know, for the first episode, I like the character dynamics. I think uh, Graham is a star. Yeah, Bradley Walsh um, brings it. And I, I have to say, they've done a really good job 
because the, the last time we had a group of companions was the fifth doctor's room with, with Tegan and company, and they didn't do a good job of it. Mm. You're right, they, they, have, they, they have done a good job. Um, I'm kind of liking the, uh, the relationship forming between Ryan and I forget the name of the police officer. Um, yes, yes. What's her name? Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah. yeah, I like like the friendship that song like developing there. Yeah, um, I'm just hoping they don't take it where I think they're going to take it though. Or if they do, they do it well. Um, mm. I I appreciate too the fact that instead of companions, family members um, being separate, we actually get companions, family members as companions. Mm-hmm. So it's like this this little teeny nuclear family with with the doctor as the the mommy bear, and it's that it works. I loved the uh, I loved the part where she built her own sonic screwdriver. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and I just want to see her put those goggles on again. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see every time the doctor does something sciencey, wincey, and, and stuff like that. I want to see them see her put those goggles on every time. Cause that's something that was just genius. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, the first episode. Um, I know that uh, Dominic marked it. You know, he gave it straight hands, which I wouldn't have personally done. Um, but Dominic um, has got a mad, 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 mad crush on Jodie Whittaker. That helps. You know, um, which... Personally, I would have given it 7.5 just because the plotting was weak. But the rest of it was awesome. I probably would have gone with a 7 on the story. Um, around about a 9.5 on the music. Um, because I didn't like the music, it was just, I was just a little bit unsure of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I found it a bit jarring that there was no intro Dutchery music that yeah. just went straight in. I found that really jarring, and and uh, I also found in the last episode the song playing it out last, in the last episode found that a bit jarring as well. Um, I, I was actually crying too much to care one way or the other. So um, that 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 Rosa episode felt like Vincent's and the Doctor yeah. to me. Well, we'll move on to that in a in, in a bit. We're going to go on to episode two now. Um, but I'm, I, I'd say overall an eight for the first yeah. episode, yeah. rounding everything up. Um, the second episode was called The Ghost Monument. Um, and basically says, still reeling from their first encounter, can the Doctor and her new friends stay alive long enough in a hostile environment to solve the mystery of desolation? I kind of... I, I, I liked this one, and I didn't like this one. Again, the, the plotting was not what I would have had, but the character dynamics made up for it. Interestingly enough, the first two episodes were written by Chris Chibnall. Okay. Um, and I found that with his stories on Doctor Who in general over the last, year, over the last few years, the plotting isn't that great, but he seems to, uh, he seems to excel more in character dynamics and character beats. Which I'll, I'll take that because um, because at least he at least he gets on with it. Moffat Moffat was too clever for his own good in the end. Mm, but um, yeah, the the second one um, I like the um, I like the part where Ryan goes out and shoots the robots and the doctor tells him off and they only go go and get back up again. Yeah, um, I like the grittiness of the of the spaceships. The way it all looks on like very old school. Uh-huh. Um. And, you know, I, I thought the competition was good, but I also liked the moment in the end where the Doctor felt, didn't think she was going to get a TARDIS back. Yeah. You know, I thought yeah. that was really, really good. It was really, really well well played, that. Because, so like, um, I thought, oh, no, the rest of the season's going to take place on this planet, and we're screwed. 
<laughs> and you know that that was really really played well. But I think overall this, that episode it wasn't it, didn't, it doesn't really stick in the memory that well. And it's no. only a week old. Um, the third one is the one that sticks so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give uh, the Ghost Monument um, a seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that's about um, right. You know, I, I I could I could be really horrible because you know and, get, and give it a six five because the story wasn't that memorable. But the acting performances uh, helped carry it, yeah. and, and the music and the atmospherics of the planet and stuff like that. It was it was done well, but the story was very very weak. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, your favorite episode, and we're going to have a lot to say about this. Can tell Rosa Montgomery, yes. Alabama, nineteen fifty five, another Gamorrean in sight. The doctor and her friends the doctor and her friends encounter a seamstress by the name of Rosa Parks, but begin to wonder whether someone is attempting to change history and where they're going, they don't need roads. <laughs> uh, what I loved about this episode is that it was the closest we've gotten to a first doctor style historical since the first doctor historicals. Um, there was there was very little sci-fi, and it was just mostly this lovely story about how they have to rejig our history to make sure it actually happens properly. Mm-hmm. And and it and it made room again for the character beats. Absolutely, I loved it. And uh, this one wasn't written by Stephen Moffat. Um, I'm not sure who it was written by. Uh, it was written by. It was co-written by Chris Chibnall and Marjorie Blackman, the ah. first black the first black writer to write for the series. So it was a co-writer. So, Show up, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm betting that um, the the lady uh, provided a lot of the best parts. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, I, um, I'm with you. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, it, it got the hard hitting parts just about right without, so I could punching you in the face with them. Yeah, because they, because the fact is, the language the racists use was even was even bleaker, but they had to, but they had to maintain it for a family audience. So they had to tone it down just mm-hmm. a tad. Some of the accents were a little bit wobbly, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought that Vinette uh, Robinson did the best with Rose's accent. She put her all into that. She she did a wonderful job. Um, and this, um, the general consensus from what I've seen online is... Uh, oh, my God, that was brilliant. Yeah. All, all, the, all the political sort of like right-wingers or the right-wingers and the purists don't like it, you know, because um, it didn't... You those, know, those, those folks but, have never seen a First Doctor historical, so... Well, I think some of them probably have, but they've forgotten. <laughs> oh. Um, you know, they've they probably sort of like forgotten about the older, older ones and sort of like got, you know, got more entrenched with Tom Baker and stuff like that, but... Moving on, um, then there's the um, people that said it felt more like a, like an episode of Quantum Leap. There um, is that. Which um, I thought, yeah, but where did Quantum Leap get its ideas from? Yeah, hello, it's you know? called Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe Doctor Who, um, a little bit. Um, the, the, the villain was pretty good, although... Yeah, yeah, and sure Josh, not... Josh Bowman, bless his heart, did, he, did what he could with the material, but he probably wasn't as developed. And then, then I think that was the point. Racists are racist. They're not developed. They just mm-hmm. are that, yeah. you know, so you just have to cope with them and move on. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wanted to know a little bit more what his motivations were, though. Um, you know, that that's just a character, you know, yeah. studying me, but... Obviously, they only had 50 minutes to tell the story. Um, 
I loved the scene with Ryan and Rosa where she introduces him to Martin Luther King and he starts that going on about awesome. his nan. And, you know, and, that. and they also loved the scene where um, Ryan and uh, Yasmin um, are sat by the, by the bins. Yeah, and, and they talk about racism in 2018. It's like, yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, and and um, the, the way in which uh, Ryan says, it's going, you know, to Rosa, it's going to get better, you know. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to get better. I, I kind of like that. Um, yeah. The 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 overall feel and um, you know and and writing in the episode was actually really well. It was really well judged. It didn't beat you in the face or anything. Um, I wasn't crying at the end of it, but I'm a bit of a hard bastard anyway. Yeah, I was crying because I think it was a real written episode, and I think part of me was also reacting to the fact that. It's very telling that it took British writers to adapt American history to tell it well. It's very mm-hmm. telling that um, Americans need to get reacquainted with their own history through a different lens because we're not telling these stories as effectively to ourselves as we could be doing. I think part of it is um, is we're further away from it than you guys. So we've got a bit more distance where it's probably a little bit too close for comf- to comfort for you guys to actually be able to tell it in a coherent and 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 and, and positive way. Yeah, um, I mean there there have been movies about Rosa done in the past, but given the current climate, um, we really needed this story, and it just it hurt a little bit in a in a mixed blessing kind of way that it was the Brits who beat us to it, given mm. the, the climate in, in our country and what we need to actually get across in our country at this point. Oh, you don't need to tell me about that. I mean, the climate's very much the same in this country as well. I mean, sort of like uh, racial, you know, sort of like, um, you know, sort of like racism and xenophobia um, has gone up in this country since the Brexit vote. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of the racists have seen the 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 wanting to leave the European Union as licensed to be racist fucks generally, but mm-hmm. you know it's um so it's it's very much the same here um, in a lot of ways, and it it just seems to be at the moment is it's um it, you know it's time for populist politics again, and um, I I really do hope that that it eventually settles down. I think it will. You know, I think saying that saying the heads will prevail eventually. Yeah, it's it's just going to take some time. It's just going to take some time. Um, I mean, it's so like um, I mean, I don't blame you guys for voting in um, voting in a guy that's um, been rubbing himself up a little bit too much with the annoying orange. Um, <laughs> Whereas, on like, uh, I'm sure you don't blame us guys uh, in the UK for voting in a fembot as prime minister. She pretty much is, isn't she? Yep, she's very, she's very, ro- she's very robotic. You know, so like in in the way she works, in the way she walks, and um, in the way she moves, and even the way she delivers her speeches is, yeah, you know, um, Brexit means Brexit. You know, she's kind of like the love child of Davros and the Dalek. I'm pretty sure yeah. she is. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Rosa Parks, uh, Rosa Dot Who. I think I'm inclined to. I mean, if I, were, I would give it a um, an, an a um, an eight point five for story and a ten for music and acting. I, I think I'd probably just sort of like uh, curtail the, the lot of it and just sort of maybe give it a 10 overall, to be honest. 
That's true. Um, we could do that. But it's that very, but it's, it's like one of these things where it's actually very difficult. Um, it's only the third episode if you want to save something. It's not just that, you know. It's like uh, Dominic, he's, he's marked the second, the first episode four marks and this one has four marks. So he's given himself nowhere to go. I know. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm trying to get over to him. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not not being successful at it. But, you know... In in his mind, they are good episodes, and you know, to be honest, I'm actually beginning. I'm beginning to more warm more and more to it. Um, it's actually refreshing to actually have coherent stories with a beginning, middle, and an end, and there's no arc, and there's no sort of like, uh, you know, storyline, you know, like the impossible girl or anything like that. That's sort of like getting in the way of actually just telling a straightforward story. Yeah, and if the and if the and if the downside is that the plotting is a little mediocre, I can actually live with that because like you, I'm um I'm actually liking the fact that we can just deal with it. It's like it's like old school who. Most of most of old school Doctor Who were standalones. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine. And they weren't they weren't all perfect either. No. I mean, so like, um, there, there was good stories, and then there was some like mediocre stories, and there was really bad stories. Um, right, um, on to Flash, I think now. Yeah. First two episodes, I've forgotten the name of the episode titles because I don't have them to hand. Um, because I'm I'll... sorry, the first, the first one was Nora. Yep, bloody Nora. Yeah, she's a, she's a little bit annoying, but I, I do appreciate the fact that um, Jessica Parker Kennedy is perfect to the extent that you totally buy her as the child of, of, of Barry and, and Iris. She looks like the child of Barry and Iris, and, and not just because she's black, but because the, the bone structure mm-hmm. looks like the, they, they just they, they cast the right actress for that. Um, she is a little bit annoying. I'm hoping she gets toned down just a tad. Um, I think I think the annoying part though is uh, she's never met a father until now, so it's absolute hero worship. So it actually makes sense in that True. regard. Um, yeah. I, um, I I'm gonna song I could take a shortcut on this one, and um, I'm not sure what I gave the episode in my review. I don't remember truthfully, but I, I think I gave the story something like an eight or something. I didn't give it full marks. But I think on aggregate it went up because of the effects and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to give this one um, sort of like a fairly generous eight, uh-huh. and so we can move on to the second episode, which you know I thought was much better. Yes, um, yeah, much more character driven. Yep, and um, um, I loved the um, I loved the sort of like Caitlin and. Um, that was actually the best part, and I'm really I really like that they're they're actually going to put some effort into get into Caitlin's backstory this season. Cause they, they've been futzing around variations of what to do with Caitlin for a while now in terms of, in terms of killer frost. And they, they seem like they're finally settling on something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad for that because they, they were just basically flailing with her for a long time. Okay. Um, but I like the, um, I like the fact that her and, um, Cisco, you know, her, her and the other, the other thing, an elongated man guy was helping Cisco, Ralph. Yeah. 
<laughs> his name yeah. is on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me all the time. You know, um, we're, we're, we're helping Cisco, and I just love the uh, list of things that Ralph concocted to help Cisco from changing his wardrobe to a to having his own personal designer. And I thought, where the hell does he get the money from to have his own personal designer? <laughs> you know, yes. good God. You know, so he, 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 must have a, he must have quite a few decent side hustles going on to be able to do that. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, I just I just thought it was quite funny. Um, and it wasn't... It, it was handled quite nicely as well. It wasn't like last year where... Where they where they went really really overboard with the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also loved the scene in which um, in which Barry goes to Joe for some fatherly advice on fatherhood because he's struggling yeah. with uh, with Nora's um, you know enthusiasm to run headlong into the face of danger. Yeah. I would like to notice um, fans are a little bit concerned for Jesse L. Martin because apparently in both episodes he was sitting down. Um, he was he was on the couch in Nora and he was sitting in the recliner thing in the second episode and their fans are hoping that it's not anything physically wrong with Jesse L. Martin because he didn't seem to be moving around very much. You know what? Just, it, it it might just be that the scenes he was in just required him to sit down. It might be. I'm, we're, we're hoping that's what it is because he it just, it just seemed a little off. So. I mean, I I remember watching him in Rent. You know, that's how how far I go back with Jesse O. Martin. Yes. Um, yeah. him and Anthony Rapp in Rent. Yes. Um, back when they were young, ish. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, to be honest, because I didn't actually see that film till about three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and it'd been out ages then, because I'm not really a fan of musicals, but I picked it up and I read the back of it and then just saw it, put it on, and I was hooked. And yes. I actually was moved to tears by the end of that film. So that one broke me, where, yeah. where Rosa didn't. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, the... Um, the this I like I like that five five to five scene with Joe Joe and Barry. I thought it was actually very. You it was know, it was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that uh, Joe's wife is using her abilities to communicate psychically because I think if they carried that on, it just wouldn't it, it wouldn't lost its humour. True. By the same token, I appreciate the fact that they built the loss into the narrative so that you actually get some character beats out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, her not being able to communicate with a baby. Yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and I also loved the introduction of Cicada. Cicada. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, wow, they got their butts whooped. Yes. But again, I'm sort of like wondering, they've sort of like, have they introduced him too early? Are they going to introduce another thing later on down the line? Because. It seems to me that they've given themselves nowhere to go by maybe introducing him in that second episode and, and having uh, him unless out. unless he's going to transition into something in the second half of the season. Yeah, you know, and that's about the only thing I can think of because you're right; it is a little too early, and and part of it might be that they they're trying to change up the pacing so it's not predictable. Um, because we have learned to expect to expect the big bad at a certain point in the season, so maybe they were just trying to change it up. But they could write themselves into a corner if they're not careful. So mm. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I was worried about when I seen it. And um, but I, I like this episode, um, so I'm going to give it um, out of ten. I'm going to give it an eight five. Cool. 
What, what about you? Um, I think I think I'll give it an eight. Okay, moving on to um, what else premiered? Um, should we do our role? Yeah, let's go ahead and do our role. Right. Um, I like the fact that it was a bit more edgy. I love the fact that uh, Vinnie Jones was in it and getting to sort of like do, do his usual bad thing. Um, he is. He doesn't have much range, but what he does, he does really, 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 really well. Um, I, don't, I don't think Barry, I don't think Paul Gascoigne will agree with you there, but I'll give it you. <laughs> so, I mean, I've shown you that picture of him when he played when he played football and and he grab, grabs Paul Gascoigne by the note seven nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, I, I respect Vinnie Jones because he's figured out how to parlay not a lot into a fair career, and he, you know, he's game. Mm-hmm. He's game. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, there was this short-lived, two-season-long um, episodic musical on called Gallivant. And long story short, Vinnie Jones played the one of the baddies in it, and he his character evolves. And he becomes a love interest. And there's a point where he actually sings. And he doesn't sing well. But by God, he's game. He's mm. truly game. He, he, may, and, he may not sing well, but there's probably expression there when he yes, sing. Yes, yeah. I mean, he, the, yeah. the one thing I'd love to see Vinnie Jones do, I'd love to see him play a good guy. I'd love to see him play sort of like the, the age... The aged up, you know, reformed, redeemed criminal. So, um, in other words, so, yeah. So he's yeah. still playing the same. He's still within the same ballpark, but you know, he's older oh, and wiser, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd bring, in other words, a different edge. You know, he could pull that off. And who knows? Given, given, you know, maybe in the long term, the Arrow arc is going to be part of that. It's going to redeem him to the extent that he can be redeemed, or something. I don't know. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's all like I can't see, I can't see Yongi being in jail for too long somehow. No, I mean, you you can't you can't put the titular character in jail for. Uh, what's pissing me off about about the uh, about the storyline so far, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, is putting aside the plot as a whole. You now have a world class martial artist and archer just rotting in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna have a guy like Ollie in prison, do a freaking Suicide Squad arc. Make, make some use of the guy. Don't just you know don't don't just put him in there just because you think you want to make a point. He's a resource. Whatever you think about what he's done or why he's done it, he's a tactical resource. That's what they might do. You know, you never know. They might do that um, as as a way for him to redeem himself. I mean, but they'd have to do it without calling it Suicide Squad and calling it something else, because obviously, you know, they, they, they had to ditch the Suicide Squad on Arrow year, in a few years back in order to make way for the freaking film. Which really pisses me off, because I was actually growing quite fond of the Arrowverse variation of the Suicide Squad. I would have happily watched that spinoff in perpetuity. Yeah. But, so you know, it's It's... Just, just one of those things. It's just song like DC's. You know, I don't see, I don't see what the problem is with DC. I mean, you know, Marvel can have, you know, TV properties as well as film properties. Why can't DC? You know, yeah. I mean, you got, you got the animated TV series of Spider-Man. You got the Spider-Man movies, and you know, you, you've had, a, you know, it's sort of like, what's, the, what's the problem here? Yeah, they're, they're they're all moneyers. So what? You know, just go earn your money and give us what we want. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, it's it's sort of like uh, they can only do one version at a time. I mean, if you think about it, if they did if they did the lighter lighter version of Superman as a television series, um, and maybe did the darker version of Superman as films, or, or vice versa, maybe there wouldn't be so much backlash. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it's you know the, these characters have been going fifty years, you know, for over fifty years, a lot of them. So, and there's a reason they've been going that long, and it's because they've been reinvented time and time again. Yeah. And so, you know, you can do that by having two different versions on air at the same time, one TV series and a film every couple of years. It's not, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem. No, it's called multitasking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, the first Arrow episode, I'm gonna give it a seven. I think. Yeah, that's about right. Um, I thought I thought it, I thought it was a solid reintroduction to the situation they were now in. I hope to God they do something worthwhile with Laurel from Earth too, because that's not promising on the face of it. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm still I'm trying to figure out if she's if she's now a neutral kind of character. Yeah. Now that she's the district attorney. Um, but moving on, um, Black Lightning. That's been the best premiere so far, the first two episodes, um, because uh, it really it really demonstrated serious consequences. Um, they didn't they didn't just do a reset button. They they're moving forward with you know actual fallout from these decisions and. Um, and, uh, and basically, um, Jefferson's been hoisted by an assortment of petards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's glorious. It's really quite wonderful. Uh, they, they've got somewhere to go with these developments. Um, they have. And um, I'm, I'm liking the fact that um, his daughter, the one that song I've been using her powers for a while, I forget her name and the character Anissa. name. Anissa. Anissa. I love the fact that she's getting quite showboaty about it. And, you know, I'm just hoping that something happens pretty soon to knock her back down to earth. Yes. You know? Although I have to say I really appreciated her creative accounting to pay for to, to pay for the legal fund for that church. Mm. Yeah, that, that was clever. The drug dealers. That cheered me up. That, that was clever, yeah. Um, and I'm also liking how the his other daughter's story is unraveling and how she's beginning to come into her own as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I, love, I love the fact that he's, that he's, that Jefferson's been replaced at school. Yeah, that's good by a white guy. Yep, by a by by a white guy being replaced by a honky. Good God. <laughs> yeah. That's me being racist there to to white people. Um, yeah, I I'm being I'm, I'm being racist to myself there. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 very indicative though of the fact that the show has black writers because I don't think they would get away with that storyline if it was if white white writers. So Yeah, you know, yes and maybe maybe not. I think what they think that what they maybe need to do um in order to like uh, even things out a little bit as the show moves on, on into another season is may, maybe get um, you know, a Chinese American writer in the room, or or or, uh, or 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 a Mexican writer in the room. You know, if if if, if, um, if defense isn't built by then, yeah. Um, you know, just just to sort of like get given given a perspective that which is still sort of like um, the perspective of of a minority group, but you yeah, know, sort of like, yeah. But even things out a little bit. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. 
how the dynamic changes once you got a once once you got a rooster in the hen house, so to speak, with the uh, with the white guy. Yeah, I also really appreciated that um, Henderson, the um, the the, um, the his cop friend, who's rank I'm forgetting now. He's been promoted. Uh, Let's figure it out. Fi- he finally knows. Yeah. He's figured it out. It's like hallelujah, because I really hate these secret identity storylines. I really, 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 really hate them across the board so very much at this point. Um, mm. I'm just over that entire trope. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, in Spider-Man, they don't even bother anymore to take his bloody mask off every, every single freaking movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I think Iron Man got it right. I am Iron yeah. Man. I am totally yeah, Stark. Yeah, let's, let's just, you know, if, if you are that, own it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I thought I thought that uh, James, one, of the, one of the things I actually liked about James's storyline as, as Guardian is the fact that it culminated in an Iron Man moment. He just freaking owned it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just go down the road, yeah. So you know, we 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 mark the mark it connectively over the two episodes. I think so. Uh, yeah, it was, it was effectively one episode, just in two parts. Um, with really freaking long titles. <laughs> yeah, oh god, I, I so long that I even commented on it at the meta level in the reviews. I'm like, Jesus, from a formatting perspective, it's getting really really hard. <laughs> Um, so overall, I'd say a generous nine. Yeah, a generous nine. I don't want to give ten because we don't know what the rest of the season's like. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, we don't want to, don't want to give ourselves nowhere to go, so we'll give it a nine. Yeah, um, nine out of ten overall. I mean, I like the I'm liking the series so far and uh, yeah. and stuff like that. I'm going to do a quick review of Titans first two episodes. Um, it's edgier, darker. Robin's a psychopath, um, and you know, first two episodes overall, I'm probably about a seven. Cool. Because I, I, um, I, I kind of just, like from, just from your basic description, it's a series I'll skip. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so. you know the 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 whole um, foot Batman scene in that there, there is justification for it um, in in, ter- in terms of what happened and, and and stuff like that. We don't even know what happened yet, but it's you know. It sounds like it's pretty serious, and it sounds like a lot of the uh, a lot of the blame for it is more than likely on Robin's shoulders, um, because because of how it's going. But I just like the I, I just like the character of Raven in there. I'm talking like, like where to go with that, um, and I really loved Hawk and Dove, but I was gutted because they they kind of killed Dove oh dear. in the episode. Well, don't know if she's dead, but she was definitely messed up uh, beyond all recognition. Um, and it's all like, um, it is definitely an edgier song I take. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'd rather, rather enjoyed what I've seen so far. But it's, um, you know, it's kind of like watching The Flash and, and stuff like that. It's... Um, it's it's sort of like uh, it's, piece, it's piecemeal stuff is great and stuff is sucking. Yeah. Flash is like relief and 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 um, and Legends is going to be like relief when it's back when it's back later today. Yeah, um, I will be. Yeah, which we'll definitely talk about in the next show. We'll give that one priority. Yes, the first, yes. that'll be the first Cause, one. Cause Legends, about. Legends is the DC DC show that I've actually been just waiting for mm-hmm. on an assortment of levels. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. 
Um, before we before we head off, do you want to sort of quickly talk about the Constantine City of Demons movie because it's just come out in the UK now on streaming? Yes, yes, so, I will do thanks. that very quickly. Uh, Constantine City of Demons is a um, the, the fleshing out and the completion of the uh, Constantine City of Demons um, webisode series on the CW seed, and based on that movie and the movie versions of the previous CW seed webisode stories, I think they need to just quit doing webisodes and just go straight to doing the, the feature-length animated stories. Um, I read in an interview with the writer that the webisode series was originally supposed to be the movie that it became, but they could only get it greenlit at first as a webisode series. Um, it's actually better in in full animated feature format, so don't even bother with the webisode, webisode series on CWC, if you ask me. Just rent the mood. Yeah, um, I, I happen to agree with you. I really liked it. And, um, you know, I think I'd probably give that, I would give that a song at 9 out of 10. Uh, it's, yeah. a different, it's definitely a different continuity to the NBC series, which was cancelled. I think they made uh, the conscious decision to basically have Matt Ryan be the one thing they kept from that original series and they're dumping everything else, which I, which I think I'm fine with um, because looking back, I actually thought that Matt Ryan was the best thing about that series. Easily, but, you know, I kind of like, like Chaz in the, in, the, uh, in the series as well. He was fun. He was fun. But, but that, and I, and, I, and I, did, I did appreciate meeting... Um, um, the spirit of Los Angeles. <laughs> the, the, spirit, the spirit of Los Angeles rocked, and I hope that we meet more spirits of cities. I also like the Nightmare Nurse. She was mm-hmm. awesome. I would love to see the Nightmare Nurse in live action. Because mm-hmm. um, if, if they're going to go full-on mystical creatures, then they've got to have the Nightmare Nurse in there. Because she's going to have her, you know, dryads in tow for threesomes. So yeah, I just want to see more Constantine animated films. You know, I want to see more. Yes, yeah, I, I do. I think I think um, given that live action is limited by budget, I think that ultimately with the, with that corner of the universe, the animated format is probably best in terms of um, not having story limitations. Okay. Um, so overall, um, I'm going to give it a nine point five. I'll go, I'll go with that. I'll yeah. go with that. You're going to go with that. Okay, well that's it for this this week. Um, I'd like to thank Raisa for joining me as always. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be back in in another in another sort of like two weeks. But I want to quickly sort of mention the fact um, uh, for those that actually read the website um, SciFiPulse.net, we do sort of like we do do the uh, reviews of the DC shows there. Uh, but what we're gonna do from now on, we're gonna discontinue doing that on the website. So. Everything about the DC shows um, we're just going to do on here and, and talk about on here. And, of course, we'll be linking that episode on, on the website as well. And I'll, I'll probably do, do a summary of what, what's discussed to, you know, to, to do that. It's just that it's, it seems easier for, for us both that way as um, we both have knives, you know. Um, so that's what we're going to do from now on in um, with the with the song like uh, with with the reviews on the websites, and we'll be back in probably towards the early part of next week with the Halloween special, which we've uh, recorded. 
Um, and if you like to uh, listen to people slowly getting drunk while discussing horror tropes and stuff like that, then you're probably going to be in for a good time. <laughs> um, you know, because we didn't have a plan when we were doing that. So we're going to have that come out on probably on Halloween. Um, and then the week after that, we'll have another regular episode. So that's all for this week. Uh, thanks as always, Reese, for joining us. And we'll, be back. and we'll be back at you next time. Bye.